Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we talk about stepping into our allness, our fullness, our everything, stripping back the layers in order to come into authentic, big, full self. I'm your host, Sabrina Lynn, founder of Rewilding. Today's episode is soul stamina. I love this topic. I loved this conversation. It was filmed in our Facebook group. As always, they're recorded live as video broadcasts, actually. So if it's something that you're interested in checking out to see live video be in the community and in as, as part of like that interaction that happens, check out our Facebook page. It's just rewilding for women. Women, pretty easy to find. Also, you can find that on our website, which is rewildingforwomen.com. Um, I'm not going to talk much more about soul stamina. I'm going to just let you dive right into it, but I will invite you to come to the website to join Rewilding as a subscriber, as kind of a member. It's our way of holding community, of sharing things with those who are part of the community that we don't necessarily share publicly. We don't share in podcasts. We don't share elsewhere out in the world outside of our subscribers. So if this work, if rewilding kind of sings to you or is calling to you in some way, I'd love to hang out more. And we can do that via newsletter, via the Facebook group. And you can find all that stuff on our website, which again, as I said before, is rewildingforwomen.com. All right, that is enough of me yapping on. Enjoy this episode. We talk a lot about soul stamina in mystery school on rewilding retreats. Comes up all of the time in a lot of the workshops. Soul stamina will come up. And to me, part of it is like building up psychic soul muscles. Um, I've, I've heard lots of other people say building the psychic muscle. Um, and you can probably kind of feel how that feels. So soul stamina to me is this building up of the muscles that support the soul. Building up of the, or not building, it, it is building. It's, it's the the allowing for the rewiring of the system to happen, the building of the new internal structures, the new wiring to happen to support the soul, to support that way of living. Um, What do I mean by that way of living? So when we talk about that way of living, to me, it is us coming into further and further and further alignment with the divine that runs through us. It's us becoming more and more and more awake, more and more and more conscious, um, more and more and more enlightened or whatever words we want to use around this. But it's that following our soul more and more and more and more, right? Um, It's the daily living via the soul, the depths of self to me it's it's the most authentic way to live is is via the soul uh, when we talk about you know lots of times we'll, we'll talk about this in rewilding like stepping into my fullness stepping into my allness to me it, it's not about 
those ego things. It's not about uh, the, I want to do personal development so that my company can make $10 billion. Or I want to step into my allness so that I'm no longer scared to public speak so that I can make money. Or so that da-da-da-da-da, right? <laughs> it, it's for us in rewilding. The way I talk about it and the work that we do to step into allness is to step into the soul, to step into authentic. Like when you come to a workshop and, and I hear women all the time, the question is, why are you here? What brought you here? What brought you to rewilding? And it's sometimes I hear the, I've, I've lost myself or I want to find my authentic self or I want to I really want to find my authentic self. Authentically, who you are is the divine, right? What authentic, like, that's it. When we peel back enough of these layers, we get to this thing of like, oh shit, shit, I'm God. Shit, shit, what a path, what, what, wow, I am God. Not that I've read it in a book that I'm a piece of the divine or namaste, you know, may the divine in me honor the divine in you or whatever all those things are. It's the, the, the gnosis of it, the experience of it, the knowing of it, the I'm God. Having this human experience and the, the loving of the human experience, not the wanting to transcend the human experience, but the loving and the expression of the divine through the human experience. So the, the expression of the divine through you into your life. That to me is stepping into our allness. That to me is following our soul's path, right? How does the divine want to express through you? right? And, and that's soul longings. That's soul yearnings. That's that fucking feeling that we get of, I know there's more. There's gotta be more. I know there's more to me. I know there's something else that I could be doing, or I know there's a different way to love. I know there's a different way to fuck. I know there's a different way to raise my babies. I know there's right. That's that feeling. That's that feel. There's, there's, it's, it's, it's there. It's real. And to me and how to try and attempt to put words to this would be those are like callings of the soul of how the divine wants to express through you because it wants to express through you very, very differently than it wants to express through me. Very differently, right? It's like the same divine light goes through you, that goes through me, that goes through the woman sitting next to you in this circle and the woman sitting on the other side of you in this circle. That same light, that same juice, that same Shakti, that same divinity pours through us. But I have this unique Sabrina-ness, right? This unique, like, filtery thing. And so how it pours out of me into the world is only the way that it can pour out through me. Just like yours is totally unique to you. Totally unique to you. Only you can allow it to express through in that way, right? Soul stamina is walking that path 
to allow for as much of that divine light to pour through you as possible. And allowing... Uh, how do I want to say this? Because this gets really tricky on how to translate this. Uh, hmm. Allowing little self to get the hell out of the way. Finding the path, the practices, the tools, the whatever things, ways of being that help little you get out of the way. When I say little you, that's also, you can use the word ego, but we always get so fucking tripped up on the word ego and we think it means one thing and it really means another. So like little self, like little human-y self that has these little woundings and these little fears and is like all crinkled up and kinked up and all of these little things. And it's allowing for that to be less and less of what drives the boat, less and less of what makes the decisions, less and less of what runs the life. It's the ego becoming servant to the soul. I know I talked about this in last week's podcast, but it's that ego moving out of the way and becoming servant to the soul. So that's kind of what I'm talking about when we talk about soul, when we talk about this path. Now I want to talk about soul stamina. So now that we're on the same page as to what the hell we're requiring stamina for, right? This is an intense path. It's a, it's, it's, it's big work in the world. It's big work. Um, it's the coming into alignment with your highest self, right? I don't think I need to talk anymore about this. We're all in agreement. I don't know if we're in agreement because I can't even see any comments coming back at me. So I'm going to assume that we're all in agreement on what that means. Now I want to talk about practical things for soul stamina, right? What builds soul stamina? What builds those muscles that support you on this awakening path, right? What, what's what's going to build those muscles? Part of it is, I'm just going to go with whatever's coming. So one thing that's really, really strong is, before I go into that, first we have to honor exactly where you're at on your path. Every single woman on this, in this circle with us is at a very different place on her path. Um, so first and foremost, honoring where you're at on your path. I'm going to kind of talk about a whole lot of different things. Some will totally resonate. Some will be like, yeah, I've already been there. I've, I'm already past that. And you don't necessarily need to hear that. So listen to this, of course, with as with everything, taking it to your inner truth, taking it to the inner fire for you. What's real for you? What's useful for you? What's sinking in for you? There may be things that you're already past and you're listening to this. So this is an important one. And I think this is useful for all of us, no matter where we're at on our paths. And it's surrounding ourselves with supportive, soul supportive people and things. So surrounding ourselves, being in the energy of things that support your soul. People who support your soul. There are people in my life who do not support my soul. I don't spend a lot of time with them. I love them to death, 
right? Love them. And I'm always feeling into what's the highest way of being in relationship, what serves the most here. I live my life from that place, constantly feeling into everything, 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 everything. But just because I'm related to somebody or just because someone has been a friend for X amount of time does not mean that they are supportive to my soul's growth at all. So it's finding the thing. I can also say the caveat to this is even when they don't feel supportive to your soul's growth, they are. So there's another freaking truth that we have to deal with, right? So even if the mother-in-law is the, the, the person who you feel she is, she does not support my soul. She doesn't know who the hell I am. She thinks I'm a shithead. Da -da 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 -da. She's actually teaching you a lot. She's probably one of your best teachers. And that's beautiful, right? And I'm not negating that. I'm not at all negating that. So there are also um, soul adversaries, and they are amazing gifts and they are supportive to our soul's path, but I'm not talking about them. So I'm honoring that. But, but what I'm talking about is how to build this soul stamina. And so having, I talk about this in a lot of podcasts, Anamkara, soul friend, right? Having a person, a few people, a group, a book, a teacher, a something that you can sink your soul into, right? That when you get there, you can, you can just like relax and breathe and, and you know that this person or this group or this teacher or this book or whatever the hell it is sings to your soul. It like sings lullabies to your soul. It holds your soul. It honors your soul. It doesn't have agendas around what it wants from you. It's not, it's not an adversary, right? It's, it nourishes your soul. It's that nourishment piece. So finding that, and we've all got them. We've all, sometimes we forget what they are or who they are. And sometimes it's legitimately just like, oh, that's right. This teacher, this book, this person, this group, this whatever it is, this is like food for my soul. It's nourishment for my soul. It's like balm for my soul. So when it comes to this path, it is important to have that kind of support, that kind of soul support. It, it, it's not the adversary soul support. That's, that's beautiful and that's needed too. But what I'm talking about is nourishment. So soul stamina, that is important because we all get burnt out. We all get burnt out. All of us get burnt out on this path. There will be moments where you will get, and you, you are so in the cooker, you are being so worked that you cannot see. You are in it. You are in it, you are in it, you are in it. Who's got your back? What's got your back? Because your job is to be in it. You need to be in it. You need to be getting torn apart or awakened or opened or whatever words in the cooker, all of these things that we, we can use different words of explaining this, different ways of talking about it. But it's, it's to have a place to go when we need to rest. When we need rest and we need nourishment and we need support, having a place to go for that. That helps with stole stamina, right? 
it helps. I just wrote a post in our Facebook group about rewilding and thankful, right? It was just Thanksgiving here and the gratitude I feel. And, and I wrote, I am so grateful for the women who support rewilding, who are a big part of rewilding and who can carry the torch when I am too tired to carry the torch, right? I get tired. We all get tired. We all hit those places. Um, and so to have those supports. All right. So that's one thing on, on, on soul stamina. And that to me feels like it's the first one that came. It's so important. It is so important. Um, practices. I know, this sucks. These things are so freaking obvious, right? This is what they are when it comes to soul stamina. Having solid time. Solid time. Don't even use the word practice. Let that go. Just practice unless you love practice. Don't call it practice. Finding what you're going to call your time right? Your time. So your time, it's 20 minutes a day. It might be that you're meditating, right? This is what I'm talking about. It's you, it's your time. Some people call it quiet time. Some people call it my time. Some people call it spirit time, God time, divine time, whatever you want to call it. Find a way to make that so joyful, so love filled. This is not like going to the gym and doing a thousand bicep curls. This is not, this should not be painful. It's not painful. It's beautiful. It's supportive. Change that crap in your head around it being practice. And I've got to do my practice today. Whatever. You're not even going to go into it wholeheartedly if you're, if you're walking into it from that perspective. This is nourishment. Your practice time is nourishment. It's food for the soul. Whatever it is and, and trusting what it is for you. So trusting what it is for you. I live with the most gorgeous, beautiful Buddhist practitioner on the planet. She has deep meditation practices. I, we meditate together. It's beautiful. But I have other practices that are my practices that are not that. Sometimes for me, writing is more supportive. It's more enlightening. It's more powerful for me than sitting in silent meditation is for me. That's for me. And so part of this is you really owning what works for you. You really owning your time, owning it until you know self in that way, until, until you explore a ton of different practices, right? Explore, explore different paths. And this is where, remember I said it in the start, you may be past this part. Right. So this is just feel into what feels right for you, but explore. What are you called to explore different traditions, different paths, different ways of connecting with spirit? Right. Like, are you called to shamanic practices? Are you called to being with nature? Are you called to tantra? Are you called to dancing? Are you called to movement? Are you called to quiet meditation? Are you called to Buddhism? What are you called to? And if you have no idea what you're called to, just check all of it out. Right. Go for it and see what happens. Your system will, will vibrate to something. It, it will start to go like, oh yeah, this one works, right? So finding what works for you, not bashing your head against the wall because Buddha said, this is the practice. Well, yeah, that was Buddha's practice. 
And that's other people's practice who really follow that path and, and that they're wired for that path, right? They're wired for those practices. Figuring out what you're wired for, right? What are you, what, like contemplative meditation for me, I didn't even know this was meditation, right? Because I studied all the Buddhism stuff and all the blah, 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 blah. But Christian contemplative meditation is one of the most powerful practices for me that I have found, right? It took me a long time to get to that. Um, but for me, walking out in nature is one of the most powerful meditation practices that I can do for myself, right? Movement is one of the most powerful ones that I can do for myself. You finding what you're wired for, what it is you're wired for, and you will be wired for different things at different points in your life. You will be called to different things. Most, most often, sometimes it's just, boom, it's just this. It's this, and it's this forever, and that's it. I am a Kali devotee, and that's all I need. And that's beautiful, and that's perfect. It's that knowing, and, and the trusting in it. The trusting in it. And you start to get to a place where you just know. Like, eh, eh. Like, that's cool, but stop me. Or, you know, someone will be like, hey, do you want to come to this crystal bowl healing? I'm just making things up. Crystal bowl healing. You're like, eh, no, it's not me. Totally cool. Like, I would go, but it's just sort of like the same as watching an episode of... I don't even have a freaking show I can think of. Outlander. Outlander. We'll say that one. Um, same thing. There's not... Mm, eh. But that time is key. That time is key when you can be in your inner world. Be, be connected. Find what connects you. Shutting out the external world, shutting out the demands of the external world, the responsibilities, the distractions of the external world. Letting go of having to be in this very physical 3D world. Finding time where you can let go of it is so incredibly supportive when it comes to spiritual stamina. You need it. You need it. On this path of awakening and opening, you need it. We all need it. We need to not be thinking about dishes. We need to not be taking care of babies. We need to not be thinking about the to-do list and the da 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 right? So finding that and honoring that time, that is the best part of my day. That is the, that makes me a good person. That, that is my soul time. It's, it, it allows me to do everything else that I do in this world. It allows me to love the way I love, to make love the way I make love, to do things in rewilding the way I do things in rewilding. That is my foundation. It's my, it's my base. It's my base. And I go there every day, multiple times a day, a lot of times. Um, so that's so key. And something else is we, we work in the feminine path, right? Where we're very flowy and we move and we, we jive and we feel and, um, and we want to be that and we want to be flexible around how we're feeling. But what helps for me is to hold on to structure around it, right? So structure around it. We don't deny the masculine and the gifts of the masculine, right? I, I, I have zero interest in just being feminine. 
zero interest in just the feminine path, zero interest in the matriarchy rising and fuck off the patriarchy. I have zero interest in that, right? For, for me, for this path, for rewilding and what we do here and what we talk here, it's about both the masculine and the feminine are equal. They both have amazing, miraculous gifts. One of the amazing, miraculous gifts of the masculine is structure. It is structure. It is organized, disciplined structure. So for me, how it looks for me is I am very disciplined in my practice in that it happens every single day, every day. But within that, I flow and move and jump and jive and you have no idea what's coming. But to me, that's the sacred container that the masculine creates, right? So if you feel into Shiva and you feel into that, the masculine gifts, the divine masculine gifts, it's creates sacred space, holds that sacred space. And so to me, that's the space that's there every single day. And then within that, I have absolute freedom to feel, to move, to flow, to practice, to allow whatever to come. No two meditations of mine ever look the same. Um, So if that's useful at all, I know that a lot of women, when I share that in circle, um, on retreats or in workshops in person, a lot of women say, wow, that's a great, that's a great tip. And a lot of women um, go away and uh, they find that useful. So if that sits well with you, that's kind of a way of looking at it. So it's finding the things that support in a nourishing way. It's practice time, right? And it's approaching that from a place of this is supportive, this is nourishing, this is amazing, this is beautiful. Now I want to talk about some of the technicalities of soul stamina. Some, maybe not some of the technicalities. I kind of feel like a personal trainer here, right? I'm like, all right, so you got to have your gym membership and then you got to have your workout time every day, right? I'm I'm like a freaking personal trainer over here. Now I want to talk about, uh, (laughs) I'm trying to link this to personal training, Uh, the the actual building of the muscles. (laughs) So that's what we're going to talk about, the actual building of the muscles. How do I want to talk about this? Um, oof, da. All right. Here we go. This is how we're going to talk about this. So if soul stamina is the ability to follow the soul, all right, the ability to put little self behind, to put the ego in service to the soul, There are a lot of things that need to happen to get to that place. A lot of letting go needs to happen to get to that place. Hmm. Because when the soul speaks, when you start to live from a place of the soul, hmm, it will take you to higher and higher ways of living, higher and higher realms, higher and higher vibratory states, higher and higher love, higher and higher truth. That's the point. That's, that's the soul's journey. It's that. So it will do that. And in doing that, so much has to be let go of, Right? 
the things that little self loves, little self as an ego self, the things that little self loves start to fade, right? Start to fade and start to change. This is painful. So let's be clear on that. It doesn't necessarily like to let go, like, oh, yeah, no worries, you know? Um, soul hit comes in and goes, time to quit your job, right? Bang, comes in like that. Time to quit your job. Mostly, our human selves, our ego selves, our small selves don't go, okay, cool. Let's do that tomorrow. I'm in. Great. It usually kicks up a fight, a rational, logical fight of why you cannot do that. Why you can't do it now. You can't do it next week. You can't do it. What all of those things. I'm not going to go too far into that. So part of soul stamina is the ability to let go. The ability, I hate the word detached because there's this like spiritual bypassing that sometimes gets associated with detaching. So it's not that kind of detaching. It's, it's, a, it's a releasing. It's a releasing attachments to things, in, of, to worldly things, right? It, this is soul stamina. This sucks. It sucks. It's beautiful and it's amazing because it comes with such fucking liberation. You have no fears. You have no fears. You have, you're not worried about outcomes. A, a thing comes in and goes, quit your job. And you're like, all right, cool. I totally trust that. Soul knows best always. Never doesn't know best, right? It's like divine inspiration always knows best. It's like universal mind versus Sabrina's little mind. I'm pretty confident I'm going to go with universal mind. But part of the soul stamina is building that wiring so that you're okay to let go of everything else, everything your lower chakra's grabbing onto, right? I want safety and security. I need money. I need tribe. I need home. Da, 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 da. And then it goes into second chakra, which is all sorts of crazy wounded, right? And it's like, oh, no, I'm not, right? All of those things, but... The freedom comes when the flash hits, the soul says this, and the ego goes, yep, hey, I've followed you a thousand times, and I know damn well that you know better than I know. So I'm good. I might have a few tears to cry because I've got to let go of this person, or you're asking me to let go of this or that. For sure, there's emotion here. I'm going to honor the crap out of this emotion. I'm going to honor what it is that this is alchemically doing in my body as I let go of this situation. But I'm going to go. I'm going to follow you. I, I'm, I'm going to. And at the start, we, we go kicking and screaming, right? We, we, for most of us, at the start of this path, we, we go kicking and screaming, and it's like the soul is like dragging the, the body, the ego, the small self by the hair. Like come on. And it will create, we create all sorts of wild life events to make us go on that path because we're not strong enough to say yes. So what happens down the track 
is it comes in, we say yes, we don't have to create big dramatic shit in our life to make us quit that job. Because that's what we do. That's what happens. The soul wins out, maybe not in this life, maybe not in the next. It'll eventually win out. That's, that's the point of the whole thing. It's going to win. It, it's going to win. It's set up to win. And that's where we've got this choice on how fast do we want it to win? How fast are we going to let it be the boss, really? Um, oh, man. I love this topic. I was just telling Kelly today, I want to do, do a workshop. I want to do a retreat on soul stamina and, and, and the practices and the experiential that's not even the right word to use. Just be in it, in it for four days or whatever the heck it is. It's just in it. And we're doing soul stamina, right? It's like boot camp for soul, <laughs> the soul's boot camp. That's what I want to do. Um, where it's, it, it is hellacious. It is a constant smashing of little self. It is a constant smashing of little self and a constant choosing, constant choosing, constant choosing, right? I oftentimes say the thing of the flash comes, right? The soul wisdom comes in, trust it, right? Feel it, trust it, move. Feel it, trust it, act. Feel it, trust it, act. Feel it, trust it, move. Whatever words you want to use, feel it, trust it, act. And that's it. That's it. And so all three of those components, there's, there's work to be done around all three of them. One, feel it. Some, some of us are still in that phase of feel it. But, but you don't even know what it feels like to feel your soul. You don't even know what it feels like. Like, I don't know. Is that my soul or is that my, my silly wounding in my heart? Right? And, and people say, follow your heart. Fuck the heart. The heart's got all kinds of weird attachments to it. How often has your heart told you to stay with somebody way longer than your soul told you to stay with them, right? It's the soul. So for some of us, the practice in soul stamina is first, how does it feel? This is that know thyself. How does it feel when the soul talks to me? How does my soul talk to me? How do I know this is high? How do I know this is my soul? What does that feel like? What does that feel like? And so there's practices around that. There's all sorts of things we can do around that. And then the next piece is, okay, so I feel it. I know the markers, right? We've talked about this a lot. Know your markers. What are your markers? What are your markers for, for soul guidance versus your markers for fear, right? Fear guidance. It's not even guidance. It's just fear kicking up a fit. Like, ah, I'm afraid. Quick, cling on to something. Right? What is that? What are your markers? Find your markers. Figure out your markers. Know thyself. Be vigilant, 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 vigilant. So that's the first part is you hear it. And then the next part is the trusting of it. The trusting of it. And you build trust by doing right? You build, that's how we build trust, right? I think there's a line, I don't know who told me this, but I don't know who defined this. I, will, I, I have no idea. I've never known, but it's trust gets built by you make a promise and you fill the promise. You make a promise, you fill the promise. You make a promise, you fill the promise. I love that. I think that's so freaking simple. It's one way of building trust. There's like a thousand other ways, but I like this one. And so if we talk about it 
in soul stamina, it's almost that trust gets built by, okay, the intuitive hit came in, right? My soul hit came in. I have no idea what's going to happen here. I'm just going to, I'm just going to gamble and do it. And then the promise gets filled and you see the miracle that it is. You see what unfolds in your life. Then you quit that job and suddenly your, your dream job shows up the next day and you go, holy smokes, following that, that soul guidance, which I didn't even know was soul guidance. I just had these certain little markers around and I thought maybe it was soul guidance following that delivered this, right? So it's promise, fill the promise, promise, fill, and you start, it starts to happen. That trust starts to get built. So from a soul stamina point, it gets easier because the muscle gets built and you know, you trust, you follow, you know, you know your markers, you know when it's soul guidance, you know that the last 50,000 times that you followed that, it's been right. It's been right. It hasn't always been easy. So this is something that we definitely need to talk about. Just because it's right and it's in your highest good doesn't mean it's easy and fluffy and fairy flossy and sweet and all of those things that we want to put in the happy box, right? It doesn't mean that. So we also have to let go of what our judgment is around it, around how we judge if it's right or not. Happiness is not the way this this like happiness Kool-Aid that we've shoveled down everybody's throats is such bullshit. It's one of the grossest things that our society has done. Happiness is fucking beautiful, but it's wrong the way that we've talked about it. It's, it's wrong, it's gross, it's horrible, it's limiting, it's drugged our whole fucking society because we think we should be happy all of the time. Are you joking? We're missing out on the other 99.9% of life. It's such bullshit. So letting go of what is right, your definition of right, right? Of highest choice and how that how that then feels. So now you start to learn the markers for what right is. And the marker is not easy happiness, right? It's not that. So you learn those markers. You learn that from the trust piece. And then the doing is so easy. You just do. You, you, right? You get the flash and you act. You get it, you act. You get it, you act. You get it, you act. And the more and more and more and more and more and more we do that, the stronger these muscles are, the more soul stamina you've got. This is the final piece I want to talk about because I know we're running out of time. So the final piece I want to talk about is when you're building this soul stamina, fly under the radar, right? Fly under the radar. So once you get to this place of strength, right? This place of you know you know, you can walk into the most influential, the most uh, challenging, the most hellacious environments, and you're fucking solid. 
rock solid, right? You can walk into a room of ex-boyfriends who are all in love with you. I'm not even, I don't know why I'm making that up. Or your family who's got huge influential power on you. Or your whatever, what, whatever environments have huge influential power on you or, or destroy you or wipe you out or knock you out or knock you off balance, right? What is it? So here's a great moment to reflect. What is it that knocks you off balance? Who, what knocks you out of alignment, knocks you off balance? What is it? But what happens is as this soul stamina gets built up, you get so solidly strong. You can walk right into your family and you can go, sorry, grandma, I'm not going to be at Christmas this year because I'm actually called to feed the children in Nepal. I'm not even sure why I'm feeding children in Nepal, but I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not legitimately doing that. Um, but you can do that without guilt or shame or pain or anything. You stand solidly in there knowing that when you are in alignment, serving your highest good, you are also serving the highest good of everyone, including grandma, including those who you may feel you're letting down. When you are in that alignment, you can't possibly be letting them down from a soul level from a soul standpoint you are in when you are in your highest good following your soul you are in everybody else's everybody else's we're all incredibly interconnected when you are in alignment that is the best way that you can serve every single person on this planet so when we get strong and we get solid we're good we're good in any, any situations, any people, no matter how influential or, or how it may be used to shatter us or used to crack us down. But until you get to that, honor where you're at. Honor what you can handle. Honor what knocks you off balance. Know what knocks you off balance. Know it. Honor it, right? Fly under the radar. You don't need to walk into a whole room of ex-boyfriends. You don't need to walk into... Um, Whatever your situation is, whatever that situation is for you, you don't have to do that, right? So just know, or if you do do that, know like I get knocked off every time. I know that I'm going to have to do some serious practice to come back into alignment. I'm going to have to get on the phone with my soul friend, my Anamkara. I'm going to have to read my book again. I'm going to have to do some contemplative meditation to bring me back here after this, right? So, so just honoring, honoring where you're at with the soul stamina, where you're at on this path, how strong that wiring is in you, how strong those muscles of support are, how strong you are, where you're at, right? You may not even know what your soul sounds like. Beautiful. Honor that shit, right? Wherever you're at on the path, just honor it. Don't try to pretend like you're somewhere else. You're just going to slow yourself down and make all sorts of silly, silly decisions. Um, so just, just honoring it, honoring it, loving it, owning it, and keep walking the path, right? Keep, keep going. Keep walking it. Find those supports. Find those people. Find those places, the books, the teachers, the whatever. Find them. Um, find your practice time. Honor your practice time. Honor yourself in that, right? Honor that. <sighs> All right, my sweet friends. My gosh, I want to open up Q&A, and I would love to see a comment from anybody at some point. Um, what a wild live stream. How intense and wild and beautiful and perfect and wonderful um, and totally knocked me off, right, for a little bit, and it was beautiful. So 
I'm so grateful. Um, as always, we are still co-creating the space, even if I can't see comments right. I can feel everything that's going on, and all of you are creating this with me, so I'm so grateful for that. I'm loving what's going on. There's there's some changes coming into rewilding that I'm so freaking excited for, like Inner Circle. Um, how we're going to do this is when we open Inner Circle in a couple of weeks, it's coming, I promise, is that we'll actually go right into workshop after a podcast. So what we'll be doing soon is right now I would say, hey, if you want to come and do Soul Stamina workshop with me online, we're going to start in 15 minutes. That's how this is going to go. How good is that? Like we get to talk about it, do the podcast, have this conversation, open up to the energy, and then we get to freaking go into it and we get to do the practices around it. We get to walk into it and do it together. That's what's coming. That's what I'm so freaking excited for. We've been working on this for months, um, but it will definitely be out in the next couple of weeks, which I'm dying for, right? Like I want to go into it now. I want to just go into workshop now and do it now. Um, so that's what's coming um, up for Inner Circle and it's going to be open to everybody. Yeah, um, that's all I have to say. I'm really excited. I love you guys. I'm probably going to take next week off. We've gone two weeks in a row. We've got a mystery school retreat this weekend. Probably take next week off to just be internal, um, and support and nourish my soul. Um, but then we'll be back and doing all sorts of wild and beautiful things. And then we're off to Australia soon. By the way, we've posted new live in-person events in Australia, and we just posted one today in England, uh, which I'm super looking forward to. Okay. I love you, my dear friends. Have an amazing day and amazing week. And I will talk to you very, very, very soon. Mwah!